so welcome back to the stream. Uh, welcome to another Friday. I forgot to unmute my microphone. That's my bad. Thank you for letting me know, Aaron. I appreciate you, dude. Um, yeah, welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to a stream. Um, sorry for the week off last week. I hope everybody had a good Friday last week. Um, I uh, had a good Friday. I was traveling, so um, good, good to be back. Glad to be back. Um, if uh, you guys are hearing me, somebody, please let me know. I unmuted my mic, but there's like a 20 or 30 second delay on when I get your comments versus um, when I can reply to them. So um, I was probably talking for what, like a solid 30 seconds uh, without any audio. So if you are hearing me, um, please let me know somebody. That'd be super cool. Um, otherwise, it'll be back to the drawing board. So it should work, though, um, based on my keys over here. So anyway, uh, yeah, had the week off uh, and uh, we're back. So let's see. Uh, yeah, Aaron, what's up, dude? Uh, first of all, I appreciate you, man. Thank you for pointing that out to me. Um, let's see. You're good. All right, cool. Thanks, Aaron. Appreciate it, man. Um, Harry, what's up? Hey, bud, your audio is not working. Yeah, sorry, guys. Uh, Boo Rose. Um, yep. D-Rock, no sound. Uh, Lanny, uh, sorry, you guys. <laughs> user error. Um, John, what's up, man? How you doing, man? Uh, I'm, I'm good. Uh, not too much. Not too much is up. Dropped a new old song today, um, starting off the release cycle. So that's exciting. Testing the waterfall release this year. So that's um, starting today, which is cool. Um, Kaifos, what's up, man? How you doing, buddy? Uh, glad to see you today, dude. Um, cool. Thanks, Canal. Thanks, Aaron, for letting me know. Sounds good, you guys. Um, Kaifos. All right. Hey, Tom, got a quick question. Yeah. Just released uh, Saturday last week. I was expecting a release radar drop, at least for my followers, but nothing is on anyone's radar this Friday. Interesting. Um, yeah. Is it, um, I assume it's a new song, not a re-release. Um, did you pitch it to Spotify's editorial team? I think you have to submit it for an editorial for it to be on release radar. So I'm not sure uh, if you did either of those things. Um, hit 1,200 streams and over 300 saves in the first week. Um, or are you talking about your followers' release radar? So it didn't go on anybody's release radar, not even for your followers. That's super weird. Um, Shape of the Sun, are we buying this dip? Do we have to? I think we have to buy the dip. Uh, I've been buying a little bit um, kind of steadily on the way down because <laughs> it keeps going down. But uh, yeah, man, I'm buying the dip. Why not? I mean, I'm not like overextending myself, but I'm buying a little bit here and there. So I think that's the move. Um, uh, Lonnie, thank you for letting me know about the audio too. I appreciate you. Um, yes, you pitched it. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, man, <clears throat> that's very odd that you pitched it and it's a new song and it's not on anybody's release radar. Um, I'm afraid I don't have an answer for that. I don't know why that would be. I like the reason I asked those two things is because I, um, hell yeah, love it. Uh, I, uh, I'm dropping my first, uh, sort of waterfall release today, starting with that. And I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago, but I discovered that I can't pitch songs that have already been released, which is frustrating. So all the work I've done to get followers on Spotify is kind of not going to work to my benefit, unfortunately. Um, probably this year as I release these songs again. So, um, 
that's a little frustrating, but um, I think it'll still work out. Hopefully, you know, we'll be able to trigger some algorithmic love, things like that um, for new followers or new listeners. So I think there's still a shot for yours. Um, so that's why I asked that um, for yours. I don't know, man, maybe it'll, maybe you'll kick in next week. Um, maybe uh, if you release it on Saturday, um, well, the numbers wouldn't have come in for today yet. So you might not see those release. I just thought of that. You might not see the release radar numbers come through until tomorrow when it refreshes, um, unless you've asked people personally. So that could be part of it is that, um, it hasn't refreshed today's data. You won't get that till tomorrow and release radar doesn't happen until Friday. So tomorrow, maybe you'll see something different. Hopefully, uh, can all you did buy today? Love it. <laughs> I'll see Aaron. Hey, do you have any idea how to target non Spotify users? Okay. I tried and it didn't work very well. I'd like to diversify my income over 90% comes from Spotify. I mean, you can target, uh, Apple music and title and stuff like that. And I think that is, you know, it is doable. It's just that the Spotify user base is so much bigger than everybody else. So it's a better bet that you're going to find people who use the platform. If you wanted to target anything else, I'd probably work on YouTube and sending people to your YouTube artist page, because I think that's, I think they have a, a big user base, people who actually listen to their music on YouTube um, or YouTube music, I guess. And also, um, I think that, uh, you know, you have a quicker path to monetization with um, advertising on your song, video songs or whatever through YouTube as well. So it's kind of like a double monetization. You get streams and you can advertise as you're, you know, once you get to like a thousand subscribers. So that's probably the one that I would push for next is YouTube. And you can do that through Facebook ads, send it to your uh, YouTube artist profile, or you can do it directly through Google ads, which is probably more effective, but you can use Facebook ads for that too. Um, let's see, Emmanuel. Hey, Tom, how's it going? It's good, man. How you doing? I uh, hope you've had a great week so far. I have. Uh, I'm glad to be back here. My first one of the year. Cool, man. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for hopping in. It's only our second one. We missed last week, so <laughs> that's on me. Um, let's see. Kaifos, thank you, though. Haven't experienced this yet. Yeah. I've asked personally. My wife and brother have nothing. They usually get a notification at least. Dude, that's so weird. I wonder why that is. That's very odd. Um, let's see. Caden. Hey, Tom. Yo, what's up? About to launch a release campaign after a long break of four months. Okay. Anything significant changes I should know off the bat before I do using uh, do so using Facebook ads. Um, one thing I will say, um, I think I said Caden, Kalen, sorry. Um, I need to increase the text size on my little monitor here. Um, one thing I'll say is if you haven't been running um, ads in the form of like a growth campaign leading up to this, it's a good idea to go ahead and start because having an active ad account and active data coming through is going to be really helpful for you to um, have more success with your release campaign. Um, that's been my experience, at least, is when, when I have when I haven't had ads running leading up to it, it doesn't do as well, uh, and I've seen that for me and for others. So 
definitely be running ads if you're not. If you are, um, nothing structurally has changed like significantly. I am still doing pretty much the exact same thing. I'm tra- I'm testing something slightly different for this release um, because that's my job is to try the new things um, that we're not doing and see if they work better. Um, so this time, instead of doing $50 a day for the first three days and then backing the budget down and then letting it run out to 250 by the end of the week, I set a lifetime budget for 250 for this release from Friday at midnight to Friday at midnight. So we'll see if that does better or worse. I have no idea. Um, it could fail miserably. If that's the case, then we'll just go back to the drawing board for the next one. It's okay. But that's the only thing I've changed. I'm still doing minimal ad sets. This time around, I have two ad sets. Um, I just am doing um, one that's a lookalike and one that is um, targeting similar artists and everything else stays the same. In fact, I might as well just show you guys what I'm talking about. Um, We'll just hop over to this. So here's my release campaign right here. Um, Dark to the Wolves. So. This is just for the first day um, or first half of the day, I guess, first 12 hours. Um, so <clears throat> here's what I have for, I have this target, which is similar artists. And obviously that one's not doing great. And then I have this lookalike, which is my lookalike and custom audience based off of my ad video that's been running for Hero for like the longest time. And that one is doing pretty well. And inside of each of these, I only have three ads instead of six because um I did a little, I did something a little bit different this time. I took advantage of the fact that I have released these songs before. And um, instead of doing all six, I ran inside of my growth campaign here. For the last week, I ran an ad for To the Wolves to test all six of these ads to see which ones did the best. And so I narrowed it down to the top three, which were these top three actually right here had the most uh, conversions almost, uh, but the lowest cost per conversion for sure. Um, and so I used the the combination of these three in the new setup. So that's kind of why I did what I did um, this time around just to test and see what happens, you know? Um, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, See, Burroughs, would you be able to show us how you have your dashboard set up in Ads Manager aside from results, cost per result? Go to get more bit more into detail in the main columns you look at when observing campaigns and why. Yes, absolutely, man. Um, so we'll take it back over here. Um, so we'll just stay here at the ad set level. This is my, what, 34? No. Oh, I see what it is. Ha. <laughs> Okay, I'm using my, my hotkeys for um <laughs> for OES. Okay, so um here's what I have. We'll just go left to right. Obviously, off on ad set name results, cost per result. So my most important metric is the cost per result. That's the one that I look at top of mind. So I have that on the left side. Then I like to look at impressions. Um, I want to know how far it's reaching. Cost per impression is important to me as well. I really want to know how much it's costing to get in front of these eyeballs. Amount spent for each um, ad set in this case. The number of link clicks, the number of landing page views, the number of content views, which is exactly the same, of course, as um, cost per result in this case. But sometimes, you know, like at the ad, at the campaign level, every once in a while I have like a... uh, 
a link click campaign running, a traffic campaign. So I like to just see the cost per result overall here because, you know, when you get over here, it can be split out to something different. Um, <clears throat> let's see after that. I got cost per click. So basically I take these three columns, link clicks, landing page views, and content views. And then I look at the cost per each of them. So cost per click, cost per landing page view, cost per content view. And this helps me to understand where I'm losing people if I'm losing them. Um, which if any one of these is like abnormally high by comparison, then I know that I've got a problem somewhere, but it helps me isolate where that problem is. So like if it's, if it's a cheap cost per click, but a high cost per landing page view, that means my landing page is loading really slowly. If it's a cheap cost per click, cheap cost per landing page view and high cost per view content, that means people aren't clicking the button. Why? It's probably because my landing page sucks. If it's a high cost per click, that means it's probably a high cost per impression and my targeting is off a little bit. So that helps me kind of understand where the bad might be happening if there's anything bad happening. After that, I have click-through rate. That's really important to me because I want to know like, it's a combination of targeting and how good is my ad. Um, is this person seeing the ad and clicking on it? It's higher in English-speaking countries in the U.S. and then in these English-speaking countries for obvious reasons because my ads, the text are written. The text is written in English, so people who speak English in English-speaking countries are going to click through probably more readily. So this click-through rate for the United States at two and a half percent is great. I'm happy with that. Um, 0.49 is good. It's not great, but it's good um, for kind of globally in this top four. I think it's Mexico, Brazil, Ukraine, and Turkey. So that's not bad for all countries that are not uh, English as the official language. So, uh, And then lastly, I look at 95% video views. And this is just like a metric that I like to pay attention to because it lets me know, like, especially early on, like, am I getting close to being able to make um, a lookalike audience based on what I have data wise, like in here. So that's why I do it this way. That's why I look at it this way. The other things I'll check out sometimes is like, I'll come here to the ad level and then I'll change it from this release statistics default that I've created custom. And I'll switch it to the standard performance. And then I will look at the quality ranking, engagement rate ranking and conversion rate ranking. And I want to make sure that these are really good, um, whether they're I like him to see. I like to see all three above average. That's great. That's the ideal, right? That's the goal. Um, usually, it's going to have an average in engagement. Yep, right here in the um, non-English uh, official language countries. So this is fine with me as well. But as long as it's um, at least one above average in one of the columns and nothing below average, um, then I'm pretty happy with it. So, yeah, that's why I do it that way. Um, and this has worked out really great for me. Um, I've been able to keep really, I feel like I have a very firm understanding of what's happening at every level of the process when I do it this way. So great question, Buros. Thanks for asking. Long-winded answer. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, John, uh, I'm clueless about Bitcoin. <laughs> You're not the only one, dude. Uh, what do you guys use to buy your Bitcoin? How do you decide what to buy? I want to get into that this year. So I... Well, now I use a whole bunch of different stuff, but if you're clueless about it and don't know where to start, the easiest place to start, in my opinion, is Coinbase. Um, it's the easiest place to just kind of onboard fiat, as they say, uh, buy crypto for dollars. Um, I think it's 
probably has the best brand name recognition, at least in the United States. So I would start with Coinbase. Um, it's pretty easy to use. It'll feel normal to you. Um, kind of like using an E-Trade style thing. Um, and how do I decide what to buy? Man, it's I hold a little bit of all the sort of top stuff. So definitely hold some Bitcoin, some Ethereum, some Solana, some BNB, um, and um, then a few more sort of like layer one things. And then after that, I just buy things that I think sound promising and seem like they've got a good trajectory and a good idea, a good business model. And then some stuff I buy because I think it's funny and I don't put a lot into it. 10 bucks, 20 bucks, you know, meme coins, because if I put 10 bucks into something and get 1 million of this coin and it goes to the moon, then maybe I'll make a thousand dollars. Why not? (laughs) So, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't like recommend that. (laughs) Only do that if you feel comfortable in the space, but I would start with like Bitcoin. Um, Go to like, go to Coinbase, look at the top coins by market cap, buy like the top five or 10, buy a little bit of each. That's what I would do. I'd start there. Uh, let's see. Oh, hang on. Where's my mouse? There it is. Um, let's see, Lonnie. Hey, Tom, I'm starting a waterfall release next Friday. Love it. Sick. Uh, wondering if I should check, uh, this has been released before from the second song onward. Also, how does reusing the artwork work with that? So, um, I, I think I did. Yeah, I did check. Um, this has been released before by song moving forward. That way your data adds up. Like right now, as of today, all of the streams that to the wolves has gotten in the past are already populated for the new release this, uh, today. So that was really cool. Like open up my app, like this release already has 8,000 streams, which is cool. So I would check that box for the artwork. I think you have to change it a little bit. Um, it doesn't have to change a ton, but it does have to change a little bit. So you can't use the exact same cover art for every single release in the waterfall. So what I did is I found a theme and then sort of like played into that theme. So it's very obviously part of the same body, but it is adjusting over time to show that there's like a progression of cover art and releases. So that's what I would do. Change your cover art a little bit. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, I'd love an in-depth how-to vid on waterfall releasing, by the way, as you can probably tell. <laughs> you got it. I think I have one. I, I, I know I have one up if you haven't seen it. Um, I think it's called like the waterfall release strategy explained or the release method explained. If that one doesn't do it, then maybe I'll do a follow-up. I probably will do a follow-up at some point once I do my own and like report on how it worked. Um, but in the meantime, if you haven't watched that one, go check that one out. Maybe that'll explain it a little bit better than I'm doing here. Uh, let's see, Zarvi, I just exited the crypto market today, almost 50% portfolio because I entered this, uh, around June of last year. Okay. Uh, if it's the same price range during that period, I will be DCA if market conditions recover. Okay. Um, I did not exit. <laughs> But I get it uh, for sure, man. Um, let's see. Kaylin, heard you say they changed something with the targeting. Uh, are they making it more difficult to narrow down to your selected audience? Uh, yeah, in some cases, kind of. It's like, so for, it's not still not for everybody, um, but it is for a lot of people. Detailed targeting expansion for conversion campaigns is like on automatically now. So 
you can't turn it off, which means when you put Spotify into your detailed targeting options, it's going to look at Spotify, but it might show your ads to somebody who doesn't like Spotify, which is frustrating. Um, I understand why they do it. And I'm sure in most cases it works great. In this case, um, it can have some negative effects. Um, but I do think that the system is continuing to improve because the cost per conversion I was getting right after they did that was much worse than what I'm getting now. So I think that like, like my ads at least are sort of relearning how to do it under the new guide. So, um, that's, that's what it was. I think it's getting, getting better though. I think it's getting better for everybody. I know it's getting better for me. So hopefully it'll keep doing that. Uh, let's see. Kill the bee. Uh, is it normal to have only one conversion in the first three days? My cost per conversion is three USD. I'm flopping help. Yeah, that's not good. Uh, my budget for this ad is two USD daily. I'm afraid to make it higher because I don't want to begin the learning phase again. Um, yeah, that's super duper high. I would turn that off and start fresh. Um, <clears throat> and I would start at $5 a day. I would also make sure your targeting is expansive enough. Usually when that happens, it's because you're not targeting enough countries and enough people. So make sure you're targeting every Spotify territory in at least North, South America, Europe, and Oceania. Um, probably leave out Asia and Africa because the bot traffic there has kind of gotten worse recently. Um, but I would go no lower than $5 a day if you can stand it because I think that when you get there, that's when you start to be able to optimize quickly enough to get out of positions like that. Um, but yeah, two, $3 or three conversions in um, one conversion for three bucks is not good um, in the first couple of days. Um, Burroughs, thanks so much for the explanation for your column views. No problem, man. Happy to help. Glad to share. Uh, vivid fever dreams. Tom, I love you and your new single is lit. Man, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Um, let's see, Burroughs, I believe you may have touched on this, but on your new campaigns, are you targeting only US, UK, Canada, Australia, and nothing outside of those countries? Okay. Let's see. So let's go back in here and I'll show you. Um, so this is my current growth campaign. And what I'm doing in here is top four, which is, uh, we'll do it like this, breakdown. Uh, do, 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 show by country. Okay, so um, in here, we've got um, Australia, Canada, and the United Kingdom. And then the top four is Brazil, Mexico, Turkey, Ukraine. And then we've got the United States. And the reason I did it like that, I left out New Zealand because I don't really have a lot of listeners in New Zealand, but I'm thinking I might duplicate this and add it in just because um, it is another big enough English first country. So uh, this is what I'm doing in here. I, w I did have Russia in this as top five, but I decided to keep that out because I was getting like too much traffic from Russia compared to everywhere else. So I switched it up a little bit. Um, and then in my release, I'm lumping it all into one. So to kind of answer your question specifically, um, you said only those countries and nothing outside. No, I'm still targeting countries outside of those countries, but I'm just putting more energy into those countries specifically. So in here, I've kept Russia in. I'm doing all of the English-speaking countries plus the top five. Uh, and the top five is based on where my traffic is coming from in Spotify for artists. 
um, in my growth campaign, I've capped this uh, top four ad set, I think at a dollar a day. Uh, yeah, $1 a day. So nine bucks is going to these English, these four currently English speaking countries only. Uh, and that's kind of how I've done it. So I'm still getting some exposure uh, from those other countries, but I'm just limiting it now because I really want to prioritize growing in these sort of tier one English as a first language countries. I'm just kind of like an evolution of what I've been doing. The first say 10,000 followers on Spotify was just to like get my system down and make sure I know what I'm doing and it's working and um, try to optimize as quickly as possible for a lower cost per conversion, you know, you get more return for your investment. And now that I kind of know what I'm doing um, and I have a good handle on the system, now I want to prioritize growth where I want to grow specifically. And as this continues, once I get a good foothold in these countries, then I'll start to look at the city level and really try to prioritize cities probably, especially in the United States, um, kind of the big music consumption cities like L.A., Chicago, Dallas, Atlanta, stuff like that. And I'll really lean into those, but it's kind of just like a big global narrowing in on exactly where I want to be growing. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Vivid Fever Dreams, did you buy the heck out of this dip? <laughs> um I don't know if I'd say I bought the heck out of it, but um, that was awesome. My camera just flicked on and off. Cool. Um, I don't know if I'd say I bought the heck out of it, but I definitely am buying it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm definitely buying the dip for sure. Uh, let's see. Electrotechnica. Yo, all the best from Frankfurt. What's up, man? Thanks for hopping in today, buddy. I'm glad you're here. Um, you dropped a song today too, right? Congratulations, man. Uh, I hope it's going well. Let's see. Um, Emmanuel, trying to get into NFTs. Okay, great video on Vault. I will definitely look into that more. Hey, thanks, man. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, um, I think Vault is cool. I think it's a cool platform. I think it's a cool idea. They seem to have a really good team. Um, I have got to. I got to speak with them. They were kind enough to sponsor the video, which was really cool. So I, I like posted a thread on Twitter about my thoughts about NFTs. They saw it, sent me a DM. Um, we just kind of started chatting about NFTs and music and, um, I got on a call with them and they wanted to know my thoughts as an artist and as somebody who posts my opinion on the internet, basically. And then, um, we agreed to do a video together. I was probably going to do a video on their platform anyway, once I discovered it, cause I just thought it was cool. So to have them support that was awesome. And, um, that, I think they've got some good plans. They've got a good roadmap, um, I really like the idea of being able to have like a, a tradable fan club ticket. Um, so like if one of you guys buys a, you know, a key to my vault and I do great as an artist, you know, in five, 10 years, then you can sell the key to that vault for somebody else who wants to go back and experience the lifespan of this record, dark light. So um, I think about it in terms of like, if you were to have a limited edition vinyl and like collection of memorabilia of like, say the Beatles white album, you could sell that for a lot. Like you've enjoyed it for however many years you've had it. It's been great. I'm really glad I had it and enjoyed it, but now it's time to do something different. So I'm going to sell it, uh, cause it went up in value. So I kind of think about it like that. So it's a cool platform. I definitely recommend looking into NFTs more, especially music NFTs. I think it will be really good. Um, I think it's the future for monetizing what we do and making more money, uh, at what we do. 
Let's see. Uh, Electro Technica. I love the mix on your new song that came out today. Hey, man, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I've remastered it. So I, I did a few mix tweaks for sure, but mostly just remastered. Um, the mix tweaks were in service of the remastering is mostly like taming the low end because when I first put out to the wolves, I had no idea what I was doing when it came to low end. Um, and so when I went to squeeze it, uh, it did not squeeze very well. So I had to change some things, but I'm happy with how it turned out. I'm happy to now have a full length record that sounds like a full length record. Like once everything is out, I hope you guys will get that from it too. Everything's mastered the, the same level. It sounds like a cohesive listening experience. And that is exciting to me. So I appreciate it, dude. Thanks for saying that. Worked really hard on it. <laughs> um, let's see, Emmanuel, would you, which would you recommend open C or soul C? I was looking into soul C, but wasn't sure if you can use the MetaMask wallet. So you can't use MetaMask with soul C. You'll have to use a phantom wallet, but I like phantom wallet better, much better than MetaMask. Um, I just like the whole Solana experience much better than Meta than the Ethereum experience, but that's just me. Um, plus it's just so much cheaper to use. So I actually can use it can actually participate in DeFi. I can actually mint and buy NFTs. I can do all the things that we were promised without paying $300 every time I do anything. So, you know, if I'm moving 10 grand on Ethereum and it's $100 in gas fees, that's one thing. But if I'm moving $100 and it's $100 in gas fees, that's stupid. Um, so Solana allows you to do that without, you know, paying, spending an arm and a leg. Um, so... For in that regard, I like Solsi better. Um, if you're going to use Polygon, OpenSea still works because you can use Polygon and it's pretty much free. I think on OpenSea, it is free. Uh, there are no gas fees to do anything. Um, so you can mint as much as you want. Um, on Solsi, I believe, um, I believe you still cannot upload actual audio files which is the big deterrent from using Solsea. If you're doing non-audio NFTs, uh, Solsea's great. If you're doing audio NFTs, Solsea, you can't mint audio NFTs on the platform yet, which is disappointing. But there are other sites like Holoplex that allow you to create your own storefront, um, H-O-L-A-P-L-E-X, um, Holoplex, I think it's .com. Um, allows you to make your own customized, pretty customized NFT store of your own. And then I think what you meant on there, you can um, move, you can sell those NFTs on other platforms. So that might be the move on Solana for now. There's also a site called Nina Market on Solana that I have yet to get on, but I'm looking into um, that is for music. Um, and then of course the fanfare guys on flow, uh, of course, different blockchain again, but the, on flow, they just launched their new revitalized website, which looks great. Um, and functions great. I played with it yesterday. Uh, we did a Twitter spaces yesterday on flows account, um, with me and a handful of other artists who, some of which, um, are members of the channel community, which was awesome, uh, to kind of hear everybody's story in that context. Um, so uh, yeah, so they, that's another, still a great platform, still one of my favorites, but to answer your question, SoulSea or OpenSea kind of depends on what you want to do. Uh, let's see. 
Burrows, could you go into detail about what attribution settings are and which setting you use on your ads? Yes, of course. So let's um, let's take a look. Um, we'll go here. I just want to remind myself. I'm not going to switch over the screen, but I just want to take a look at it so I can remember what the options are. Okay, yeah. So the options for attribution settings are after clicking the ad, you have a one-day click or a seven-day click. After clicking or viewing the ad, you have one-day click or view or seven-day click, one-day view. I always use seven-day click or one-day view. So basically, <clears throat> as I understand it, um, it means that if you uh, click on the ad, if, let's say the attribution setting is set to one-day click. If you click on my ad and you don't click the button on the landing page within 24 hours, you click it two days later, that won't count as a conversion for me. I will not technically, according to Facebook, have converted you with my landing page. If you do it within one day, it will count as a conversion. After, if you do it one day after you click my ad. Seven-day click means that has to happen in seven days. So if you, within, if you see my ad and you click on it, and you click that landing page button, whether you do it, leave the landing page open, or you close it, and then you come back to it at a later date. What was that again? I'm going to type in that address, go back there, click on the landing page. Um, then that counts as a conversion. So essentially it means like I got your attention enough that you returned to it within a week and then clicked on it. Um, and then the viewing is seven, or so you have one-day click or view, seven-day click, one-day view, so as I understand that, it means like seven day click is again within seven days of clicking the ad. But if you see the ad and then within one day, either click through it to the landing page or find yourself on my landing page and you click the button on it, then that will attribute to the ad as a conversion according to Facebook. So probably not as likely with like a simple landing page, like what with, with what we use, but if I'm sending traffic to tomdupreethethird.com slash whatever, and I'm just doing view content, so if you click any button on my website and you you see my ad, but you don't click on it, but then like, you know, the next day you're like, I'm going to go check out that dude's website, tomdupreethethird.com. I remember it, or I remember his profile, and I'll click through there. And then you click a button on that site, it gets attributed to this ad. So that means the ad planted the seed in your mind for you to ultimately take action, which is why it attributes it to the ad. So the ad technically did work, even though they didn't follow through the like exact thing you wanted them to do the way you wanted them to do it. So that that's how I understand it. So I do seven-day click, one-day view because um, it is the widest window. And I think that that's completely fair to capture all of those people. Um, it works. I think it works. Um, let's see. Vivid fever dreams. Okay. Vault equals decentralized Patreon with limited number of spots. 100%. Well put. I wish that you had said that to me before I made the video so that I could put that in there because that is very succinct, a very succinct way of saying that. That's exactly what it is. It is a Patreon that you own the upside of and that doesn't take 30%. Um, well, they take 8%. Um, and it's, yeah, it's a, it's a completely decentralized Patreon that you own. And you can upload as much content to it as you want. 
Um, and then what's really cool about it is it's a one-time fee and your patron can sell their access token to your Patreon site, essentially. So if I had a Patreon and patrons in there didn't want to be a part of it anymore, they could sell their equity in that community and get their money back or hopefully make a profit. So that's what's really cool about it. You you can actually trade your ticket for money. So it's almost like you're loaning, you're kind of loaning out the 30 bucks it costs to buy a key to my vault uh, until such a time that you decide you want to sell it, hopefully for a profit. Um, And of course, obviously you're going to buy it hoping or thinking that it will sell up. So it's kind of uh, an investment a little bit. It's like, you know, might not buy it if you don't think it's going to go up. So yeah, it's a great way of putting it, man. Perfect. Uh, what are your thoughts on Atom and Osmosis? Uh, they have a pretty solid DeFi experience. Their NFT marketplace strategies coming soon. Okay. Um, I haven't used uh, that platform a lot. I have been primarily focused on Flow, um, Polygon, and um, Solana lately. But Atom's on my short list to get into. Um, so I don't... Unfortunately, I haven't used it enough to say yes or no, but I do love that they have a good DeFi experience and the fact that they're building on NFTs is very exciting. I have it on my list of things to test. Uh, Emmanuel, thanks for the info. No problem. Burrows, thanks, Tom. No problem, man. Uh, Let's see. One publishing a new campaign or ad set, how long after hitting publish should you expect to see impressions? What period of time would you turn it off if not getting any? Any impressions? Um... I'd probably wait till like noon, the day you launch it, 12 hours or so. Um, I, I normally am not looking at my ads the morning of, um, like, you know, they go live at midnight for me. So I'm asleep. Uh, I don't look at my ads until, I mean, I usually get up at five. So I tr- I usually don't look at them even until like almost seven. Um, try not to at least do like my morning routine and stuff first. Um, but by then I've already got impressions. So I give it 12 hours. And if you're not seeing any impressions in 12 hours, um, then I think that that's an indication that there's an issue, um, in with delivery. So then go down the rabbit hole from there, but sometimes it can take a minute to kick in the gear. Um, so I always try to like lean into being more patient maybe than I think I've like want to be because I've in the past get in there and touch stuff, push buttons and stuff, and then just about breaking everything. So, um, I would err on the side of waiting too long. <clears throat> Music stonks. That's what's up. <laughs> uh, let's see, John. Hey Tom, being that this was, uh, the first full year that I ran Facebook ads minus the iOS mess. Yeah. Uh, I noticed that both ads and Spotify performance fell off some during the holidays. Yep. I noticed that too. Uh, anybody else notice this? And if so, uh, would it be a good idea to lower ad budget during the holidays? Yeah, I think that, A, I think you don't want to be releasing anything um, during the holidays. I used to say, I used to say, yeah, it's probably okay, but if you can avoid it, do that. Now I think I feel confident saying, uh, you know, a couple years into this, saying don't drop a song in December unless you're a blue chip player. Um, you know, if you're Justin Timberlake, drop your Christmas off al- your Christmas album. 
But if you are an independent artist with a, you know, small or cult or underground following, I just wouldn't do it. Um, I don't think it is going to be a good return on ad spend. So uh, I would probably release my last song no later than uh, I'm, I'm going to say second week of November, but I really would almost go so far as to say, just don't even drop anything in November or December at all. The second part, should we lower our ad spend? Um, I think you should definitely not be running any release campaigns. I would probably keep my 10 bucks a day going. Uh, but if you wanted to, you could lower it down to five. I think that'd be fine. Do that for the last six to eight weeks of the year. I think that'd be totally cool. Um, for me, I've this year I left it at 10 and it was okay. I mean, it definitely went up in cost, but I don't regret keeping it going at the same price. Um, I think that was a perfectly fine move. Uh, let's see. Paye Pyo Ong. Sorry if I just butchered your name, by the way. Uh, hi. I uh, wanted to know what your thoughts are on dividing ad sets. Okay. Should I divide it by artist target or country tiers? And also wanted to know if targeting Spotify first or as a narrowed audience matters. Great question, dude. Uh, so I'm going to work backwards. It does not matter if you put Spotify on top or narrowed. The way I always set it up is Spotify first, and then I do my similar artists below that. And the reason I do that is when I want to duplicate that ad set and pull out the artists and just narrow for Spotify, if I'm using a lookalike audience especially, I can just hit the 1x at the top corner of all the artists and delete it all at once. If they're in the first field, I have to delete them individually and then put Spotify into the first field and then delete Spotify from the bottom. So it just removes a bunch of steps. Um, but it doesn't matter which direction you do that. It's less of a like linear journey of like has to do Spotify first, then the artists. And it's more of like artists, Spotify overlap. That's how it looks at it. Uh, so it's just the cross section rather than like the journey through and then, uh, dividing ad sets. Um, so I used to divide my ad sets by country tiers and I, at, I would divide them by um, artist as well. Now I do neither. I, I will divide ad sets by country tiers with an awareness campaign or a traffic campaign. But if I'm running conversion campaigns, I will put it all in one. Um, but that that does come with a caveat. I am I have currently only been using North and South America, Europe, and Oceania, and not targeting Africa or Asia at all. If you're going to target Africa and Asia, I used to put all that in one ad set, but now I would split Africa and Asia into one tier and everything else into another tier simply because I don't know if some new scripts have been written or if people are actually hiring like physical people click farming ads now, but more bad conversions have been coming through for myself and other people from specifically Southeast Asia, but kind of a smattering. So I just pulled it all out. Um, and then as far as artists go, um, I I used to split out by artist. I don't anymore because early on I wanted to know, like, do Linkin Park fans like my music? Do Chainsmoker fans like my music? Do Papa Roach fans like my music? Pick one. Do fans of IGN like my music? Uh, like anything. I just I wanted to know who it was. But I've since learned that it really doesn't matter whether they like IGN or Linkin Park or the Chainsmokers, 
all that matters is if they like my music. So it doesn't matter where I find them as long as I find them. So I put all of it into one because it doesn't matter which one of those it is as long as it's one of them. So I put everything in one and then let the algorithm go to work for me. And that works out great. Um, I just give it enough direction and then I let Facebook's algorithm take over and figure it out on my behalf. And that has been working just great. So I also have learned, you know, when it comes to the learning phase, um, less is, is more, you want fewer ad sets and fewer ads as few as you can get away with. So if you can have just one ad set with all four continents of all Spotify territories and all of your, you know, Spotify and then all of your artists in there with just one or two or three ads. Awesome. That's, that's the ideal. Uh, so less is more in that regard. So that's how I do it. Um, let's see, vivid fever dreams. What do you think about the future of music advertising? Okay. Are we going to have to be giving our money to Facebook forever or will there be an equally uh, as cost effective competitor? Well, I certainly think the one to look out for right now is TikTok. Um, I think learning TikTok ads is not a bad move at all right now. And it's probably where I will focus my attention after um, I really feel confident about what's happening with Facebook ads. Um, So that's definitely one to look into. I don't think we're going to be giving our money to Facebook ads to Facebook forever, for sure. Um, there's always going to be other platforms, just like Facebook overtook Google for advertising. Somebody else is going to overtake Facebook. It's just kind of a matter of time. Probably. Um, I will say though, that knowledge of Facebook's advertising, advertising platform, I think now is more crucial than ever because now that they've changed their name to meta and they're really focusing on metaverse stuff. And now they've announced that they're going to allow buying and selling of NFTs, um, and on Instagram and Facebook and they're, you know, they have Libra or DM or whatever it's called now. Um, they have a wallet called Novi, I think like they're placing a lot of bets on crypto and a lot of bets on the metaverse. And I think that knowing how to use their advertising platform now is going to serve all of us very, very well as that transition happens, because you know, there are going to be paid advertisements in the metaverse. There are going to be billboards. There are going to be signs. There are going to be soundtracks playing. Um, so knowledge of this in conjunction with crypto and NFTs, I think is really important. And even if it doesn't pay off immediately, I think that we will in five or 10 years be very grateful that we have this knowledge. I think that it will pay off big time. So not forever, there will be new ones that come along. You know, there's going to be advertising in the metaverse. They're going to figure it out. Facebook's going to be huge at it, but there's going to be others too. So um, it won't always be like this. Uh, let's see, Lonnie. One more waterfall question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do we have to change the release name each time we upload too? Uh, like, will you keep Dark to the Wolves as your title the entire time? So the things you have to change are your cover art a little bit, and you have to change the release title a little bit. So that's why I chose Dark colon to the Wolves. It will be Dark colon whatever the song name is, the newest song, every time I drop a release. So the next one will be Dark when we were young. 
and so on and so forth until eventually I just get to the EP that's going to just be called Dark. Um, so yes, you do have to change it just a little bit every time. Um, and I think it's really mostly a, um, a metadata thing, but as long as the ISRC code and the mastered file, um, I guess the mastered file doesn't have to be exact because I proved that I, I remastered it and it linked up, but I do think the song length has to be exactly the same. So I use the exact same song title and then I kept the ins and outs of the track exactly the same. and is literally down to the middle millisecond, the same length of the song, but I remastered it inside of that. So, uh, you can get away with that. I mean, or at least I got away with it this time. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's my answer. That's my story. And I'm sticking to it. Um, let's see, but yeah, so, um, I'm trying to make sure I didn't miss anybody, um, here. Let's see anybody else. Oh, hang on. I get over here. Having two screens, uh, is an acquired I'm learning. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Yeah. So, uh, back to your question, John, on the holidays spending thing. Um, I noticed a lot of people with super high cost during the holidays. I really feel like my, my, my original plan for this year, uh, with the waterfall release was to release all the way into November, but I think I might squish it up a little bit more so that I'm not dropping in November because there was a lot of like high costs during the holidays this year. Um, I think, I mean, I experienced it. Um, a lot of people experienced it that I've spoken to. So, um, Hey Jack, what's up, dude? How you doing, man? Thanks for hopping in. Uh, haven't been in chat for a long time. Cause it's 4am here, but what's up? <laughs> Just dropped first song of 2022. I love it, man. Congratulations. That's awesome. Uh, I hope that it does well. I hope you have a good release day. Uh, Let's see, on that note, maybe we'll go to Spotify for Artists real quick and see um, how Dark to the Wolves is doing. Although I guess um, it doesn't show up on here, does it? Yeah, I can't see the live view on the desktop. Bummer. Um, or maybe I could. Let's see, can I go in here? Over here? Nope. Live ticker isn't working. So there's definitely been some different um, things that have happened. I'll tell you guys um, with like doing it this way. So I think a lot of it has to do with just the fact that like this song has been out before. Um, <clears throat> but as you can see here, like I've got, it's already got 8,000 streams, which is cool. So we've already got all the built-in streams. Like this song, I never promoted this song. I put this song out, never did ads never did anything. Um, and, uh, so the, the, all these streams are purely organic for this song. Um, let's see, live stream count two. That's no good. <laughs> Not working great guys. Uh, hopefully it'll, it'll pick back up. Um, so this is going into this with just this amount. So, um, last week was the first time I started actually running any ads for it. So, this will be the kind of the first time this song has gotten pushed. So we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, like shade, obviously the kind of intro track has no data, um, yet. Oh, this one's live. Okay. So because this is live, um, because this song is new, it has a live update. 
but the other one does not because it has been out already or maybe oh no it does okay so i was at i know what i did i'm dumb so i went here to the whole over overall release i've only released singles so this is new to me um so here we go here's a live stream for this one for to the wolves um Hey, I see you out here, Italy. Okay. Oh, no, that's Russia. Um, yep. So that's to the wolves. And then, uh, let's see, Shade probably has no data. Yeah, no data. Um, okay, 122 streams for the intro song uh, by noon is not too bad. I'm not unhappy with that at all. Um, yeah, so that's kind of what we're working with so far. Um, let's see, uh, da, 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 da. uh, Jack asking around 40 cents. Okay. Killer. Um, it should come down too. That's great. Let's see that live stream count, baby. Love it. Uh, Dan, my Spotify for artists is updating very slow this week for today. Hasn't updated yet. So yours might not be reporting yet either. Yeah. That's a good point. Let's see if it's updated at the audience level. Yeah, it hasn't. I'm still on January 19th reporting, so it hasn't done anything even for yesterday. Yeah, mine's been like that too all week. It's been a little bit slow on the uh, on the uptake there, um, kind of getting the data rolling in. But honestly, I gotta say, 100 and what 122 streams on the short intro song uh, in the first 12 hours is pretty good. I mean, I remember I would get, I remember getting just absolutely floored and stoked when uh, I would break 100 in the first day with um previous releases so i'm not too not too upset about that at all uh oh yeah spotify for artists has been slow to update for the past few weeks yeah so it's been for you too huh um are you an audius fan yeah dude i like audius um i'm on audius um in fact my audience numbers have been like kind of slowly but steadily going up um <clears throat> some tracks are getting you know multiple hundreds of streams which is really cool and think I'm like, I mean, it's, it's not like I don't have a computer here. Like, let's just go to Audius um, and see what, uh, see what my profile looks like. Yeah. 69 followers. Haha. <laughs> what, what? <laughs> uh, three, yeah. Like 340 plays on hero. Um, 188 on darkness. People like must be dreaming. And when we were young, apparently, um, yeah, so audience like slowly but surely kind of picking up a little bit. Um, it's cool, man. Um, but yeah, I, I do like audience. I would like to see the like discovery be a little bit better, but I do know that it's early days and it'll get there. Um, kind of like everybody, everything does. Um, yeah, follow me on audience. Appreciate it. Although I, I hesitate to let go of the 69 followers. <laughs> Maybe we can get to 420, right? It's the crypto thing. Um yeah, that'd be cool, man. Thanks. Uh, let's see, Jack. Do we exclude India? Yeah, I always exclude India. In fact, I haven't been targeting Asia at all lately. It's no nothing uh, against Asia, but just getting a lot of bots from Southeast Asia. So I've just kind of taken it all out for now. Um, I, you know, Russia's included sometimes simply because it's a piece of it. Um, why does it keep doing that? Okay, so I just installed new software, as you can see from my camera, and uh, it keeps cutting off and on. So I'm not going to be using that anymore. Uh, I'll go back to the old way. 
So yeah, I exclude India. India is going to eat up all of your budget if you put it in there. Um, and it's going to wreck your ad campaign. You're going to have a bad time. <laughs> so yeah, exclude India. Uh, I get irrationally up- <laughs> irritated when Spotify fails to update. Dude, I'm with you, Aaron. Uh, especially the one that gets me the most, and I had a friend send me this picture yesterday, is when it does update, but the chart does this at the end of it while it's updating. You just happen to get it at the right time and everything has crashed to zero. Every time I see that, I have this little moment of like, oh, oh God, what happened? And I have this like slight little panic attack. It happens every time, even though I know that it's nothing to worry about. Um, let's see, Emmanuel, I just listened to your intro track. Wait, great way to start a project. Cool, man. Thank you. All about intros. I feel like it sets everything up. Yeah. I, you know, these days people like don't do like long intros to songs anymore. You know, 20 years ago, every song had a 16 bar intro before lyrics even started. And now it's like the lyrics start within the first two bars. And so you get no intros. And I think that's kind of carried over to like album too, where like people don't have intros on their albums a lot of the time. And I just like them, man. I like to have like bookends on the project. I like to have an intro and like to have an outro sometimes. And I'm a big fan of like in between songs, things happening. I think that's really cool. So I like a well thought out, cohesive record. You know, that's probably just me being a product of like album days, but I like it. I'm glad you like it too. <laughs> yeah, heart attack for sure. Um, let's see, Canal. Have you checked out your Amazon Music for Artists? They have cool stats like how many Alexa voice requests and fans and super fans you have. I have not checked that out. I have it on my phone though. I just never look at it. Let's look right now. Um, let's see. Not looking good. Not looking good at all, guys. <laughs> Let's do since 2018. Last seven days is real slow. Okay, here we go. 232 total streams, 43 total listeners. All right, we're blowing up on Amazon, y'all. Top songs, Lions, no surprise there. User libraries, uh, search and browse. Okay, let's go to voice. Here we go. Um, Oh, not many voice requests. 66 total voice requests. Okay, that's pretty cool, though. Like people are saying, Alexa, play Tom Dupree. That's kind of cool. I like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's tight, man. Um, well, on that note, um, we're at about an hour, so I'm probably going to sign off today. Um, this has been fun, though. Uh, let's see, 122 in the first 12 hours is awesome. Cool. Uh, do you think your large follower base plays into this song with your ads, or do you feel like your ads are driving that for the most part? Try to dump a large. Uh, let's finish that. Um, yeah. So I think that for shade, it is pure organic. I'm not running ads to shade. Um, I mean, I'm sure probably people are listening to it when they land on the song from my ads, but shade isn't in the ad. Um, I'm driving people directly to play to the wolves, not shade. So I'm sure the ads are helping. I'm sure there's some ads, but I've gotten texts uh, telling me that shade has appeared on people's release radars, even though I haven't pitched it. So uh, I think that's probably a big part of it is a release radar because they have that built-in following, which is really good. Um, let's see. Yeah, like intros too. Um, 
Uh, Amazon Music Rogers also has a feature to pitch your songs. Yeah, cool. I didn't know that. Um, try to dump a large amount of cash first day. And this time, still didn't get a ton of streams. Made me go take some time and build your follower base. Yep, that's the move. Same man, something you have to let the instruments breathe. Yeah, before vocals come in. 100%. Uh, Alex is always listening. She is. Oh my God. Did I just set it off? <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Killer. Um, well, guys, uh, this has been awesome. Uh, thanks for letting me take a week off last week. Thanks for hopping in today and hanging out. I appreciate you all being here, uh, especially those of you who keep coming back, man. Thanks for coming to hang out every week. It really does mean the world to me. Um, let's uh, let's do it again next week. We'll be back same time uh, here at noon on Friday. And until then, I hope you have uh, an awesome week, an awesome weekend, and uh, I'll see you next time. Peace.